She's screaming. Cause he's shaking. He don't even give a fuck about it, but she let him stick his dick in him. <laughs> Look at that shit, Jeff. Shut the fuck in two in an hour. What kind of baby is they finna be? Like him and that other one. What? Yeah. She gonna have she gonna have some from him and him. You know what? I'm sorry, Johnny. This bitch finna go today. You finna go cause you a hoe. You a, Quit you that, a bro. real Quit live hoe. I love this fucking song so much. Tell everybody, even the mayor, reach up in the sky for the whole zone layer. Shwamo Tizai, the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the Sultan of Slits, the Godfather of Gash, the motherfucking genetic jackhammer, the world's greatest singer songwriter. I'm adding accolades. Uh, the three time. West Virginia Podcasters Association Man of the Year Can't forget that And of course you're listening to The three time West Virginia Podcasters Association Podcast of the Year That's right That's six awards That's right And we've also won multiple awards For co-host of the year Which Chuck's never won somehow um, I've been the only co-host Yeah <laughs> Well there, remember the period of time This, this inanimate microphone <laughs> It's really helped me Well there's the period of time When John was playing two characters yeah, yeah. I mean, that's range. And uh, JMO's won a couple awards uh, for being on guest of the year. Yeah, yeah I don't choose these awards. I, this isn't something I just made up. You <laughs> say that? I'm just, I'm not just making stuff up out of thin air. Never. Why would I? Why would you? As always, I'm joined by the sentient mountain, the white Samoan. The People's Grizzly, former intercontinental champion. I don't know if you guys knew that. I don't know how much I've talked about that on the show. Your, your run, your 11-minute run as intercontinental champion. I don't think we've ever discussed it. I don't think we have. But it's That's for another time. Yeah, it's <laughs> old news. <laughs> small potatoes. So you got your big potatoes? You got your small potatoes. And you get small potatoes. Small potatoes look big in my hands because I've got... Small. That's Chucky Tater Sacks over there. <laughs> of course, he I like the, how he abandoned the. Uh, he, he's the <laughs> first black man to ice skate backwards down the Kanawha River, of course. But everybody knows that it's it's on a plaque in Gully Bridge. Yeah, and everybody's been to Gully Bridge. Local reference like this. <laughs> they teach it in eighth grade civics. <laughs> they do. It's on the goddamn Golden Horseshoe test. <laughs> It's in Know Your County Government Day. <laughs> oh, and of course, the Rachel Dolezal of Regenerative Farming. <laughs> Don't know who that is, but okay. She's the lady that, uh, she's white, but she uh, decides she's transracial and she's black now. Oh, okay. That news story from a few years ago, a year or two ago. Oh, that's good there's for a, her. There's pretty, an enthralling documentary on Netflix neat. about her. Of course, that's uh, The Bone Cruncher, a.k.a. 
The Dirty Shame, a.k.a. the John Morgan. <laughs> it's episode 172 of the world's greatest podcast. You're welcome, everybody. Please. You're welcome. It was your pleasure. You guys are going to have so much fun. We've got a great show planned. <laughs> I've planned out so much stuff. So many things have been planned out. <laughs> I'm not sure whether to say you're welcome or I'm sorry. Well, I do. Or please. <laughs> Or thank you. Bitch, please. <laughs> well, we came in with a with a clip of so I don't I, I couldn't see the race of the people talking, but there was two dogs stuck together. I'm not sure if these were uh Chinese people. What were the race of the dogs? <laughs> those those were mutts. If those are anything <laughs> Yeah, if those were thoroughbred anything. You can find any any number of a dog like that. Digging through trash on the side of a road <laughs> up any holler in West Virginia. <laughs> Not particularly Not, adapted to anything. Just, yeah, there's they're just sort of jack of all trades, masters of none. Yeah, like, they, they don't particularly like being petted, but they want you to pet them, but they don't want you to pet them. They want you to want to pet them. That's what it is. Yeah. They're adap- they're well adapted to live in animal shelters. Yeah. I think they- <laughs> Is this your first stint? I think they're called uh, <laughs> I think they're called the cheap trick breed. Yeah. They want you to want them. <laughs> They, you, this one of them shows up at a new animal shelter, and there's one leaning up against the wall, flipping a quarter. He's got a pack of cigarettes rolled up on his. <laughs> Your first uh, stint in the joint, kid? Come here, I like let me how- sniff you. <laughs> I've been to 20. Told you, you went to go to get the big sleep. I've been to 20 foster homes. The big sleep! <laughs> I've, been, I've been through 20 foster homes in the last six months. Are we calling them foster homes? Okay. Rescue dog You know what Would you pull they, him out Of the rubble of 9-11 They, re- they really <laughs> rescued me <laughs> I'm pretty sure That might be a Bill Burr bit <laughs> It is a Bill Burr bit They really <laughs> rescued me <laughs> No the, the thing about pull what, Would you pull him out Of the fucking rubble At 9-11 <laughs> You fucking homo Oh <laughs> 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 god damn Let's start off uh, With a Whopper um, Delicious <laughs> What? They're okay. Fuck you. Well, okay. I guess you're suspended for five minutes. Damn it. No, I'm just kidding. Burger, Burger King's on its way out. Yeah. Is it? It's on its last legs. It's, it, it loses it everything. It's it's the worst. It's, I haven't eaten one in multiple years. I really haven't eaten. Well, no, it's not been years, but it's been it's been oh, well, yeah, mm, probably a couple years. You know what the fuck I did I rest my case. yesterday? I went to a Long John's drive-thru and got a couple Neat. pieces of chicken and a couple pieces of fish. Try not to nap after that greasy. Oh boy, and I madness. was driving too, and I was like, I'm just gonna pull off the road here for a minute and let this shit settle. <laughs> Wake up in about four hours. <laughs> Why am I sweating grease? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you're just like, ah oh, man. Why, Why does my back hurt? Why <laughs> Why Why do I keep doing this to myself? <laughs> Why do I have bloody diarrhea? I'm sort of like uh, I, I sort of just go through get a Long John's maybe once, twice a year, just to make sure it's still delicious garbage. Oh, it's great. It's but pretty good. Any more than that. I mean, I'm sure there's people that go there every week. I'm sure there's some old folks that go there's, on Sundays. You know, there's people that go there every day. That person is out there. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, not for long, but they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, um, yeah, uh, Burger King, eh. The fries aren't great. The burgers are a little bit weird. Like you can tell, it's they were controlling a large percentage of the market there for a while. They had actually almost overtaken McDonald's. 
No, they're not. I don't think they're going to make. I mean, they're. I think they're doing okay, but I don't. You don't. I just. You don't hear. You, know, you hear people talk about Wendy's, or you hear people talk. You know, or there's they Burger King's not even in the debate, really. It really isn't. I mean, it's sort of just. You're acting uh, like people the, are standing around talking about. Hey, we are the fucking Wendy's <laughs> from Square Hamburgers. Never frozen, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Bring them in fresh every fucking day. They got their own cows in the back. Don't have a freezer. Don't even. And imagine that's why they can serve them so cheap because they don't have a freezer. They save so much power. That's bullshit. They freeze everything. <laughs> I believe. I believe like the premium, like the uh, the the bigger burgers. I believe they don't freeze those. I believe that McDonald's. No Wendy's. 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 McDonald's freezes. They freeze water. I think that they they're starting to advertise that that it's not frozen. Or they something. call it ice, huh? <laughs> they're starting to advertise that it's not hand patted, but are they've got some new yeah, adjective they, on it. They changed the the McDonald's powders. Yeah, they're saying those aren't it's like real now. meat now. It's, yeah, it's one hundred percent blah 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 whatever. Yeah, they're pretty good. I've had them. They're they're I've better had, than they're their old. Not bad. Yeah. You know what? I did not think we were going to do this. Going to debate the. Uh, the pros, pros and cons, cons of fast food. Jinx. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had to go. Play by the rules. I thought I had to go get you a Coke <laughs> or something. <laughs> Coke. <laughs> but I went to uh, Hardee's last week, and rarely do I get a Hardee's burger. Their chicken sandwiches are TDF. To die for. Gotcha. Um, they got those... Hand breaded chicken strips Those are great It's like I haven't had A monster burger in a while And a monster it was It did was trash Did you get the sourdough bread? No that's that's uh, for the uh, Frisco right? Yes I just got like the, re- the regular Monster how, burger How it comes Yeah it was I mean They've changed the meat it's all spongy garbage. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it because before it, they were really good, and now it's just like they they've put stuff in the meat to where it can be more mass produced, and it's real spongy, real spongy. It was as bad as like the uh, Sam's Value brand of frozen burgers. That's how bad it was. You ever had the ballpark pre cooked that you buy burgers? Yeah, are they good? No, oh man, because they're. <laughs> Because the are you fucking are, kidding me? The hot dogs are great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't kidding you. I was hoping it would be good. And Hardy's got rid of the curly fries, and I'm like, what are you? What are you even doing? Why is anybody coming here? <laughs> I'd like to see that board meeting. Yes. Oh good. <laughs> no more curly fries. What? Bum, bum, bum. Takes a cigar, puts it out, <laughs> and he just leaves the room. <laughs> blah, 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 I don't even know blah, the blah, guy's blah, name. Blah, blah. <laughs> that is Sir Edward Hardy. <laughs> That's Buck Strickland. <laughs> <laughs> On top, no more curly fries. But it's sort of the only thing people really like here. I, mean, I have spoken. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people like some pe- people like Hardee's. Never they have a clever ad campaign. They they have, yeah. They, yeah. they had Norman. Burger King used to have a clever ad campaign. With the sneaky rapist king. 
going around? Yes. You can't tell me he didn't commit some sexual assaults. What about when they brought in the chicken squad? The chicken Do you squad. remember that? Uh, I remember... Quite racially insensitive. I remember Darius Rucker singing the... I love the tender crisp chicken bacon cheddar ranch, the breasts that grow on trees. What won't, what won't that guy do for fucking money? I don't know. Wagon wheel. Why don't you ask him? <laughs> Send him a tweet. <laughs> yeah, no. Let tw- her cry. <laughs> when she eats this delicious sandwich. <laughs> It'll bring tears to your eyes. <laughs> I want you to hold my hand. <laughs> when oh, we skip down to Moses to Automotive. Old chinder, tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. <laughs> All I want to be with you. <laughs> I can't think of other Hootie songs. So. You know, they get maligned. Rock me, mama, like a value meal. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Um, <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> I like it. Ah, we have fun. We have fun. <laughs> We're just cutting up. <laughs> Couple of characters. Um, Playing grab ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I never played that game. I never played grab ass? No. It's just horsing around. Oh, is that what it is? It's like the sort of stuff some Jerry horse- Sandusky was doing in the shower with those boys, just horsing around. <laughs> Having some fun. Well, yeah, that's what Joe Paterno was trying to tell him. <laughs> well, what? They were just tossing around. I don't know. I don't understand what the problem this is. This is going to affect our win loss percentage. Oh, yeah, it did. They vacated 20 years worth of win. Yeah, they really fucking did. <laughs> they had to. And everybody's like, yay, Paterno. I'm like, come on, guys. He's a big old piece of shit. Well, yeah. Yeah, he is. There's no debating that. He knew. He knew the whole time. I'm looking for uh, news of Trump's imminent arrival. Imminent arrival. Yes. Oh, he's coming here. Yes. He's coming to the. Oh, what are we doing today. sitting here? Why don't we get it? We need to get a mobile. We need to get a mobile. Oh God, that'd be so. That wouldn't really be. I mean, I can literally take my computer. There, I have a plug in my car. Yeah, but we'd have to sit in my car and do it. <laughs> Yell questions. We should, yeah, we should. We should. Yeah, we should have been on the scene for this. Really, if we were. <laughs> this is Kermit the Frog. We wouldn't have to be insulting. Just. Just vague. Your hair. What's up with that? <laughs> That's like a Cliff Clavin joke when he was fucking <laughs> becoming a uh, stand-up comedian. <laughs> What's up with that? We could just, or we could just go around and just pick. Hey, just, Nami. To people waiting in line outside or whatever, we just go around and, oh, God. and, and pick and choose people to be guests on the show. That's an entire in the van. month's worth of material. <laughs> Those like, people. hey, c- c- come, come talk to us. We're going to ask you some questions about Oh, um... I'm afraid if I walked around there, I'd get, if there's like any Antifa protesters, I'd get a bike lock to the back of my head because I look so much like a white nationalist. <laughs> I mean, look at me. They all look like me. No, I look more like a neo Nazi. Never mind. The white nationalists are like well quaffed. And they yeah, they have the Hitler suspenders haircut. They wear suspenders and khakis. Mustaches. I just look like a neo Nazi. Yeah. And I do admit they make some great points sometimes. Okay (laughs) He says as he nods in agreement with me A scroll with a list Look at all these great points No I hate all of them You can say what you want but chapter 4 of Mind Conf Was just "Mm." (laughs) That's some of the best writing I've ever read I learned German just to read it Hey children Can we calm down 
can, leave him alone. Can we um, just calm down? There you go. Any hoozles. Nice. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, uh, what's he coming here for, for fuck's sake? A fucking rally. I mean, Why are we having nothing? Rallies? He's not coming here for anything. He's, he's trying to uh, maintain his base for the upcoming election 2020. Uh, also might be riling up the people for the midterm, I guess. For the midterm, yes, too. Yeah. He, doesn't want, he doesn't want Ojeda to win, which I don't care, but I'm just saying that he's I a, think he'll win. He's a Democrat, so. I think he'll 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 definitely win. I see people tearing him up on Facebook, and I don't know enough about him. I've heard pe- bad things from people that know him, and I've heard really good things from people. That know him. Well, I'm just saying his some of his accolades cannot be denied. He is a decorated soldier. He's yeah. all these things, and they try to tear that down. He's a loser. How is he a loser? I, I, you know, I, you can say what you want about him, call him an asshole or whatever. <laughs> that, that's what kills me about. I know that you say Bob Moore is a colossal piece of shit. I disagree. But I'm saying, well, just lying in order to I get under- us into a war. I understand. That okay. makes you a colossal I, I get it. piece I get of it. shit. But I do know that even in the 60s with Vietnam, the machinations of the government are all shitty. So you're going to have to just accept that. I mean, I, but I'm trying to say that I think he was as good a person as he could have been given the circumstances is what I'm trying to but say. But did he have to go and testify that? No, he didn't. Knowing that they're not there, knowing that there's nothing. Well, but, but I mean, everybody did that. It was, you know, yeah, I know everybody was in on that lot. Yeah, they really. If were. everybody was jumping off a bridge, yeah, I mean, I. It's sort of like it's, it's the Nuremberg. Is everybody defense. jumping off a dr- bridge? <laughs> like, I'm there. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, it's Exit just, stage right. Well, it, just, <laughs> it just speaks to his his credibility as a you know an information giver. If, You've knowingly lied before. Why should I believe you now? Kind of. Well, see, and I'm surprised they haven't played that angle up on him. But the angles they're playing are just not. Well, well there's no ang- there's no angle to play because the media loves war. The media gets excited about war. Well, they do. They whenever Trump dropped the those bombs, the the Moabs on a uh, some ISIS base allegedly, they were sucking his dick. Yeah. Donald Trump. Finally became president. Look at those beautiful bums. The same people that yeah, well, you bash him for whatever trivial thing, for getting his dick sucked or something. Yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah, Aretha Franklin worked for me on many occasions. As soon as he does some what? terrible aggressive act of war, it's like hands across. He's doing you know. So all he has to do really he's to win doing it. All he has to do is start a war. All, all yeah. he has to do to win twenty in twenty twenty is start a war. Yeah. He's got a good war going that nobody talks about in Yemen. We're we're committing a genocide, but that's fine. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. Well, that that's not been ongoing. Yeah, we're ongoing participating project. pretty hard in it. Though. Little little project. Well, it's a Yemen. Let's all be honest. Yemen's a fixer upper. That's Some, where Chandler <laughs> Bing was going to go get away from Janice. That'd have been a good idea, old Chandler. Get going now to Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> Could I be any more dead? <laughs> Could this Holocaust be any more tragic? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wish I was there to talk to people that are going into the Trump rally because we have some doozies here. And yeah, we do. <laughs> I'm like that. Yeah. Donald Trump is the best thing to ever happen to this country. But I figure a lot of people you talk to there more more than not would probably be just people who just will talk to you and say yeah, have, have reasonable. Say, it's like, well, I don't, you know, most, I don't, I don't like him 
I don't like this about him, but well, not everybody's going to be fringe, you know. And they, they're all, you know, and they, they just have, well, but I support him because X, Y, and Z, and they yeah. have rational reasons. He's got the issues that I care. Not about. everybody that supports Donald Trump is some crazy person. I mean, there are people that have legitimate reasons why they prefer. Yeah, but the legitimate people are this every day. Just it's shrinking. To, <laughs> it is. It's, it just depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Some people, I think, some people are. Who are on the fence, or some people are like, "Well, actually, I sort of get it now." I partly, get, partly because of the backlash. I get why why people went with him over Hillary because I didn't go with either of them. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, some people only think there's two choices. I mean, you mm. could write in fucking grimace if you want to. <laughs> I mean, or the hamburger. Hell, I'll even let you write in Mayor McCheese. He has he has experience. He's got pull. <laughs> It's got pull around Burger Town. I forget which state it was. It, I saw a thing where they, in 2018 election, they ha- had a poll where it was like, you know, 40% Clinton and 30% Trump or something like that. And 9% a, right, a, a candidate, a legitimate candidate named D's Nuts. Yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah, North yeah. Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, a guy yeah. wrote in. He uh, had a write-in campaign and it worked pretty good. I mean, this motherfucker could have been on a national That's ticket. That's America. If he would have got in on a national ticket, they'd have to let him debate next time. Yeah, you know, if he could have got that kind of support all over the country, I'm, I mean, I, I every day I think the pool can't get any shallower with America, and every day they keep digging out with the fucking backhoe. Well, the people that voted for that guy were definitely in on troll. They were. Trolling I understand. The I know. I get that. But I'm just talking about in general. You know, it's just people who like the protracted arguments I get into on Facebook about not even attacking the guy, just posting something that's just valid history. And they just, and they immediately take offense because they think it's some kind of indictment as it usually is, you know, given well, people how think, it stands. People think you're attacking them. Who am I attacking? Uh, whoever you, whenever you get in an argument on Facebook that, and somebody comes in with all the vitriol, they, they feel like you're attacking them. They feel like Donald Trump is them. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's what it is. Like the thing with, with the uh, with the quote from uh, the Irish in America, or just the picture of is it from Mick Mick Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I named. The, I was actually going to reply to that. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> patio patties and fun <laughs> adventures in famine land. <laughs> <laughs> patio Hulahans, where'd the taters go? <laughs> You know what the saddest part about this after reading that after really getting the complete story behind that I'm embarrassed that I didn't know more about it. The potato died, right? It's this horrible uh thing that just denatures the sugars and turns it into an inedible mass. But Ireland is extremely fertile and they were still growing lots of food. But they just like the potatoes. English no, the <laughs> English government controlled all that food. Oh, yeah. It would not feed the population out of it. So yet another linchpin in why the Irish despise the fucking crown. And that makes an anecdote when I was living in Carolina Beach that much funnier. There was a guy, Dara O'Neill, this friend of mine, who's, man, guy could not be. He's from Central Casting, Ireland. He's got a big lantern jaw and he fucking, you know. Cable knit sweater. On occasion, yes. <laughs> and, uh, but we were drinking with our friend Ryan, who was just, who was just shit. Well, he wasn't from Northern Ireland. <laughs> and he was just, uh, he was shit hammered. And uh, Dara's over there talking, and I'm talking to Dara. And then Ryan just leaves over and goes, God save the queen. <laughs> 
And Nara looked at me and said, did that fucker just say, God save the queen? It's like, yeah, he did. And he leaned around and he said, of all the fucking things you could have said, he's like, you don't know anything, you know, and that's the average American. You know, they still think that Ireland is part of the United Kingdom and shit. I just, <laughs> this, the lack of education is staggering. You know, well, it's not really taught to us. That's true. <laughs> Books are free. Yeah. But other than you, who goes out and searches for um, the history of Ireland and all that crap? And who Am can, I the who only can, one? You're the only person I've ever met that is into that. Does that make me weird? No. I mean, you interested in that. I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm into pro wrestling. It's the whole thing. Fair. I do commentary for pro wrestling. <laughs> it's the whole thing, too, though, where, uh, you know, like people um, talk about how, how ignorant Americans are because they're not bilingual or multilingual or whatever. It's like, well, okay. I mean, if, oh. if, if every single state in this country spoke a, a different, different language, language I'm gar- I guarantee you I would know more than one language. But as it stands, I live on this giant landmass where pretty much everyone speaks English. See, I don't fall into that bullshit. And it's not, I, you know, it's not that I'm too that I'm ignorant for not knowing how to speak French. It's that I don't run into French fuckers in my life and ever. Get, and guess so what? So when would you ever practice? Right. Well, yeah. even if I learned it, went to school for it, it would I would lose it all because yeah. I'm not practicing unless I'd like. Did Speak stuff online just, yeah. just to respect the French language and, and, that's and, on the other side of the fucking ocean. And who's the idiot whenever any time an American goes to almost any other country, they all speak English. So who's the idiot now? Yeah. yeah. You're just putting all that in your head just in case you run into an American. We're now, Canadian. Now, We're a Canadian. Now, Spanish, well, that, that, that's, a, that's a good one to learn if you live in America, especially certain parts of America. I can pick it up if somebody's speaking. I mean, I'd like to learn the most obscure. Esperanto. That's a language? It was supposed to be the uh, worldwide language that everybody was going to learn, and then they just kind of, uh, no. Yeah, we're not doing that. Um, America was like, mm-mm. Oh, also, the metric system. Take that shit, too. <laughs> Get um, shit out of here. No, like, there's so many languages spoken. You know, there's I think there's several hundred spoken in India alone. You know, so, you know, there's like five different kinds of Celtic. There's Irish, Scottish, Welsh, Cornish. Uh, another a part of Britain where they only speak that that still boggles the mind. You know, as much as I have learned about Ireland, it still boggles the mind that there are parts of Ireland where they don't speak English. There's parts of Scotland where they don't speak English because they just refuse. They're just like that's not smart. I don't think. I mean, that's uh, you're kind of denying the truth of progress. You know, or or at least conquest. But you know. The language is just such a strange thing. It's, it, it changes and molds. And, you know, English as we know it today, have you ever heard like old, old English? Completely different. Like sounds. I mean, there are, you can pick out a word here and there, but it's not what it was. Like, you know, the, the English come from the Angles, you know, who are, who were a, a, a Norse tribe who conquered, you know, whatever, and they spoke like a, a language that you would probably find in Scandinavia. You know, it just changed and molded over time. You know, yeah, I mean, you go if you go to, you know, a thousand, one thousand eighty UK and walk around in the streets, you're not going to be no, you're not going to be conversing to, in real way. You, know? you might be able to get by, yeah. But you're not going to be able to make understand whole sentences. This is old English. Yeah. 
Ellen Fremidon. Oft shield shaving, shad and a threatum, monigum mic. It's a completely different thing. It sounds, it sounds Scandinavian. It sounds, it's got a lot of oohs and ahs and, you know, it's, quite frankly, it's not, it's, it's quite frankly, it's an ugly language. Yeah, it's not very romantic. No. Celtic is nice to hear. Celtic's a real pretty language to hear. Yeah, this, that's the opening lines of Beowulf. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't sound anything like I remember. Did you read Beowulf? Yeah. It's good. I never quite figured out what the, I mean, there's actually a a book by a guy named John Gardner called Grendel. It's written from Grendel's point of view. That's awesome. And it was good because Beowulf was the aggressor and it kind of fell into line with the whole biblical thing. Grendel and his mother were the descendants of Cain and they were monsters and driven out and all this shit. And then Beowulf came and he was angelic looking, but aggressive, you know, like a archangel type deal. It was really cool book. I, you know, I, he died in a, John Gardner is an interesting guy. He died in a motorcycle wreck when he was pretty young and, um, he wrote some good stuff. I like John Gardner. I always kind of like it whenever they take the, uh, the old tales and, Write them from a different point of view, like uh, Wicked. The best one is Tad Williams, who wrote Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn, which I've described before ad nauseum, um, wrote uh, Caliban's Hour, which is The Tempest, if you've ever read The Tempest. I've not. The, the Tempest is about this guy, Caliban, who's this monster created by this uh, wizard and... He falls in love with this Prince Prospero. He falls in love with his daughter. And at the end, he steals the guy's daughter as revenge for what's done to him. He's monstrously strong. At one point, he was good. He was a good looking guy, but kind of beast like. And then he got beaten and he got really scarred and he was terrible to look upon. At the end, at Caliban's hour is him sitting there and telling him why he's doing this. And you sympathize with Caliban. It is a very good book. It's not very long. I'd say it's about 120 pages. That's 120 too much. <laughs> but it's... Uh, you come up and read it to me as I fall asleep at Sure, night? let's do that. That'd be great. Yeah. I would actually quite enjoy that. Make sure you wear your feety pajamas. Of course I wear my feety pajamas. Are you silly? <laughs> or just send me an audio file of you reading it. <laughs> so I can just play it in my truck. Speak kind of nice, actually. You could you could do a voiceover for uh, audiobooks. You kind of have that. I think so. Yeah, you can do it. You think? Yeah. You got a good speaking voice. You project. You, I never uh, really thought about it. You enunciate. I never really thought about it. I thought the only bad it. thing is you're not a strong reader. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You'll have to have an earpiece so that they can tell I'm you. I'm bullshitting my way through all these books. Like, <laughs> well, I'm see. picking up every let other let word. Let I don't know what's going to ferret out here. <laughs> It's pretty impressive because I've picked up a lot. Like, luckily, none of my friends read, so I can just say a whole bunch of stuff about Game of Thrones, and they'll just believe me. <laughs> oh, Game of Thrones! But it would take—it would probably take more creativity and skill to make stuff up about Game of Thrones. No, yeah. I could just see me with my tongue out. I mean, I—I I, I wouldn't even know where. Am to I start. reading this backward? I don't. <laughs> and then Ballsy, as he came along, and he was like, "Look, bitch." <laughs> You need to strip down. Slappeth. So Jamie Lannister also. was upstairs fucking his sister. <laughs> Again. That happens a lot. <laughs> so Jamie Lannister, his sister, and, and Tyrion walk into a bar. <laughs> it's just I mean, Tyrion jokes. really walked into the bar because it's right here. And it hit him in the head. Yeah, and, and the bartender says, So, what are you guys having? And, and they're like Jamie Lannister says, Sex with my sister. Oh! oh! Boom! Round for everybody. Come on. <laughs> What? 
what do you do you think the bars and some places like that would be cool places to go or no not? they would be extremely violent you definitely want to have your back like to the that wall. bar where the hound killed everybody god what a great scene i know <laughs> I'm going to have to eat every fucking chicken in this place. It'd be, I don't know. I, th- I think it'd be kind of nice. Have you seen that yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of nice because, uh, you know, the the barkeep or whatever, they're just like so desperate for business that you just come in and, you know, sit down and, you know. I, I don't, see, I think that's probably a misconception. I think that especially bars, especially if you're basing it on Old England, bars are at crossroads. So they're going to be getting business. As a matter of fact, you have to turn away more people than you take in because, you know, you're only going to have a certain amount of rooms. Well, it and just can, depends on where you are. I mean, they're, right. they're in a rural area, you know, just like anywhere else you go into a restaurant that's empty. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I agree with that. Hmm. said something about Crossroads. Well, Mary, Is that a fucking bone? <laughs> yeah, I'm skipping forward. <laughs> It's a goddamn movie. Now, I'll never forget something that they didn't put in the show because they couldn't, because it's a a story being told by one of the guys that the hound eventually kills. And he's telling this story about how they all uh, were at a bar, and they were in with the mountain. And the mountain had just lost a joust to to Loris Tyrell. And uh, he said he's pissed off. And the barkeeper's daughter came up and she was like 15, maybe even 13, real young, a little bit old. And they were like goosing her and stuff. Back then. Well, but they were goosing her, which she might even been 12, you know. And they were goosing her and stuff and harassing her. And then the barkeep came out and made the mistake of going up to the mountain and said, You're an anointed knight. Can you do something about this? Basically, what he said. And the mountain said, Bring her out to me. And then he oh, and God, then he t- yeah. he threw her on the table, ripped her dress off, and raped her right in front of his dad, right in front of her dad. <sighs> and then he then he flipped a coin at him as a silver stag. He said, "I want my change." She wasn't worth you know whatever I but you know. <sighs> and he's just a fucking prick. Makes you wish they had guns back then. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing though. I mean, he got what he deserved, but he's even more powerful now than he was. You I know, know. he like, got killed. He's a zombie. Don't but you know, know they brought him back. Chuck, <laughs> don't don't hate the player. Hate the, the game. <laughs> oh, oh no! There you go. No, that's you the didn't. name of the fucking. He's named a fucking <laughs> episode. Hate the Clegane. C L E G A N E. It starts with a K, right? No, no. C. I thought it was K. Oh, fuck up. I wrote it all weird. <laughs> he misses his Uncle Charles. And then they, the click game. That was good stuff. That was real good. That's real good stuff. Now, let's talk ha- about his I his doff good- my cap, sir. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, we were talking about potatoes earlier. Yes, we were. And I was at a guy's place today, and he has refrigerators buried in his backyard. Two, refri- two old refrigerators that he doesn't use anymore. And he stores his potatoes in them. Mm-hmm. They're buried up to the up to the door. The doors stick out about that much, about a, two inches above. And he just opens them up and throws potatoes in there. Yeah, it's a root cellar. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially all it is. I've just I've seen them. I've just never seen somebody use old refrigerators. It's a really good idea. Yeah. You could even use like a, a big plastic gar- like a garbage can. Yeah, like that. A big rubber garbage can, nice deep. Put a lid on it. Yeah. He was very proud of his uh, 
his idea to do that. And well, he should be. Because if you, I, mean, I was if you, proud of him. If you need, you know, four square feet of space or whatever, you don't necessarily need to bring in an excavator and lay block and build a fucking root cellar. You can just have a small one that, right. that that's suitable to your scale. He had two of them right there beside each other, and one of them started to leak. So he's going to get rid of it. The, those refrigerators looked like they were 30, 40, 50 years old, probably. Well, just, maybe you, steel. All you got to do is you align it. If it starts to leak, I mean. He probably just wants to get a new one. Yeah. It's it's in a bad spot, too, because uh, from where it's leaking, the water runs down into it and gets mud all over everything. Yeah. You don't want that. But his other one, he was very excited about. Mm-hmm. So he found another one, and he was getting ready to bury it and get rid of that one. I'm like, man, this is great. I've spent plenty of time here now. Please allow me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Please cut these ropes. I wish you didn't have a watch on and pull the <laughs> Oh, lordy. Oh, I got a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the time. Um. So Aretha Franklin died. Yeah, that's a bummer. Why? Why is it a bummer when people die that are old? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just what you're supposed to say. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. We're I in. Mean, we're in. So, we're, we're in social contract territory. I mean, she was. <laughs> I mean, she was. Uh, you know, she was old, right? Seventy-six. That's not crazy that's old, not, but that's good enough. I mean, that's that's, that's about that's twenty-five more years more than I want to live. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. I mean, let's get this life, in and get it over with. Life ain't short. It's long. It's long. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I don't know what was wrong with her, but uh, she uh, could sing like a motherfucker. I'll tell you that. She was one of those, uh, like her and um, Etta James, like, could just, they scream it. You know what I mean? But it's in key, and it's just good. Right. So. Not like a Billy Holiday who had. Uh, some people don't like Billy Holiday. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big Billy Holiday mark. Um, Etta James, I love Ella Fitzgerald. I've never really listened to her, so uh, she's good. She's real good. Yeah. yeah, she's good. This is one of my favorite Aretha songs. I'm gonna play real quick. Jesus, fuck it. Of course, there's an ad in front of it. They got to make that money off the dead lady. Fuck yeah. Good call, sir. Aretha sounds great on this one. Listen to that bass player. Yeah. You can tell he's a black guy. Or Paul McCartney. That sounds like something they play in Cards of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just waiting for you to notice that this is not Aretha Franklin. (laughs) Gladys Knight and the Pips. Is that right? Yes. I just wanted to see. <laughs> I knew the song. <laughs> that's a fantastic song. But I thought I was wrong thinking. <laughs> At first I thought, I don't think that's her. And then I was yeah, like. Okay. You should have spoke up. And then I was now like, you seem racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they all, all the sound alike. All these old black ladies sound the same. I'm gonna they all you, sound fantastic. I'm going to play you my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite Aretha oh, bits. This is fantastic shit. And this actually is her. <laughs> All right, better I turn. knew that would be fun. <laughs> oh, shut up, woman. You better think, think. You're not plugged all the way in. There, there it is. Let your mind go, let yourself be free. Let's go back, let's go back, let's go. There it is. 
<laughs> Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah, you can't be in too much importance. Just now. I ain't no psychiatrist. I ain't no doctor with grief. Okay. You don't take too much high cue. What the fuck? You're doing to me. You I think either your, your jack is fucked or my cable is fucked. Probably, probably not. I don't think, think, think that your mind will let yourself oh. I love the fact that Jake and Elle would get up here in a minute and start dancing with her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she was fantastic. Yeah, she was. Guys, can you go somewhere else? I just love the fact that Trump said that she worked for him on a couple of occasions. Wouldn't uh, maybe she did a gig somewhere? Who knows? I mean, hey, she, hey! I mean, she probably did in some indirect way. I'm sure. At some point. Well, I, I mean, probably was on something that he was putting on. But that's that's splitting hairs to say that he, she worked for me. And that's just him. He's just a shitbag cunt, and he's going to say something <laughs> like that. Then we'll tell us how you really feel, Chuck. <laughs> well, he is. I mean, he's a fucking shitbag. Donald Trump's a shitbag. There's no getting around that. He is... He looks like a jack-o'-lantern, uh, a jack-o'-lantern thing that, car- that a kid carries to get candy in. Yeah, yeah, Stuffed yeah. with shit. That's what he looks like. <laughs> I don't think he looks. He's quite a nice like, lady. <laughs> he looks quite like a a jack lantern, a plastic jack lantern stuffed with shit. He I, really does. My favorite thing from him this week was uh, the picture that I made our logo now of him with those bikers, like trying to look tough because that's all he's ever wanted to be. Yeah, I, a I tough mean, guy. How, that's 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 the thing that pisses off a Trump, like a Trump cultist most. If you call out what a fucking coward and and just rank piece of cowardly shit he is with the with the fucking five-time draft dodging and all that shit and then the claiming to be tough and the guy's never been hit in his life i guarantee and even if he has you, it's by a woman you, and then he hit her back are you challenging him to a fight i would beat the dog shit i don't know about trump. that dude are you fucking I don't know kidding about me that dude what happened that's a running let gang. me tell you something about donald gang. trump brother <laughs> donald trump's got a hard overhand left dude it'll knock you clean out dude no, his, it'll his, knock you clean out his, brother his, his athleticism on the on the when he was doing the shit for the wrestling was so embarrassing yeah, he doesn't throw a good he's, working punch. He, he's got the height advantage. Oh, he's got the reach, reach advantage. Yeah, he's seventy the, fucking years old. He's got the and he's advantage. got diabetes. Yeah, he's just coming into he's his own. More he's than just a coming into his own. More than a splash of diabetes. <laughs> That's not what the doctor said. The doctor says he's the healthiest his, person he's ever seen in his, his life. His doctor was chain smoking during the fucking interview. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh yes, he's very healthy. <laughs> you know, I, I say Donald Trump goes over by a split decision. I'll say one of the judges sees it your way, but the other two, it's pretty decisive. We're talking 30-27, and then one judge, I'm, I'm the judge that voted for you. <laughs> I think Chuck got a 29-28, guys. <laughs> he beat you with the ground and pound, too. Like he, he took you down. Donald Trump shoots a double leg on you, takes you down, passes your guard like a hot knife through my... <laughs> Gets inside mount and just those little short elbows, just right to your temple. And you're like, Donald, stop it. He's like, you stop it. You're the one that challenged me, bitch. Well, I mean, I can't imagine his fists being so small. <laughs> That's why he uses his elbow. We're probably, would probably be cutting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little daggers. <laughs> you hit him with those tiny daggers. Ow! Stop Ow! It. Stop that. It's like pins. <laughs> Trump fists are the best fists. You've never seen a better fist than mine. I throw yes. hands with the best of them. Fucking God, he's my, my trainer. My trainer, he's so great. He tells me I'm great. <laughs> he tells me I'm the best fighter he's ever seen. 
He said Muhammad Ali's got nothing really on me. He would really say that. He would say he that. He would say that. Because it's the truth. The man doesn't lie. Donald Trump oh. got skills to pay the bills, baby. Oh, his fucking followers are just so. He wants to. He, he would fight Floyd Mayweather, but Floyd Mayweather can't get up to two hundred eighty-four pounds, so it'd be an even match. <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be two Floyd Mayweathers. I can see him smiling, eating a piece of KFC chicken. <laughs> I'm training for the fight. Look at me. I'm in fight camp. Only seven pieces tonight. <laughs> Which you know, I could eat seven pieces of KFC chicken. Oh shit! Who could? Without a doubt. Oh yeah. So I'm not making. I'm making fun of myself too. Yeah. I, yeah, he'd fuck you up, dude. Thanks, man. He'd <laughs> he'd he'd take a sip of diet coke in between rounds. <laughs> yeah, he swishes diet coke around, spits it in a bucket. You get this pussy out here. <laughs> God. No, no water. No water. Bring, bring me diet coke. Yeah, give me the diet coke. I always like went to when they cut me, hey. Mick. But you're not. But your eyes even swollen. I just like it. <laughs> I like every time that the uh, right winger douchebags put, post something on. They're always the tough people. Like it always shows some huge biker squaring off against some tiny Antifa guy. Yeah, why don't you say something? We're the tough ones, you know. It's like, well, it's 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 kind of it. It kind of, I mean, in a generalist kind of way, it's it's kind of somewhat true. If you're talking about, of course, it is Antifa versus right. Right. It's like you guys really want to. You guys really want to get into a violent altercation with the right. Well, they need to recruit you, 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 some people for like, Antifa who are less like, you know, you need like these lunatics, you these, know, just, these, these people that, you know, don't believe in guns. Uh, you know, I'm sure. I mean, obviously, there are some really tough guys in Antifa, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, there's like skinny urban. Of course. White I've kids seen videos have, of them training, that, trying to train each other to uh, fight. And it couldn't look more like 12 year old girls. Out there trying to like learn how to. That's what I'm saying. It's, right? like, it's just like, come on, guys. You you really want to? I mean, you really want to step up to working class people who like physically do stuff and have actually been in fights, right. which is most you know more right people. More See, people on the could, right are in that category. I wish I could find you know left wing guys. Well, not even left wing, but common sense people more like us who are larger and stronger <laughs> and like show up at a fucking rally and be like. Yeah, but that's the thing. None of us would uh, ever be violent against somebody that wasn't violent against us. So yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of what Antifa seems to be. Yeah, they are. <laughs> seems to be doing. They think words are violence. So yeah, so they're allowed to retaliate. Yeah, because with physical violence. Words because, are violence because so. somebody's viewpoint is offensive. Which uh, I don't know who's asked this before, but I've heard this question asked. Like somebody said that words are violence, and they were like, "Okay, would you rather me call you a faggot?" Or punch you in the face right now. Which would you rather happen? Because either one, I'm going. Whichever you choose, I'm going to do. Then they're like, "Well, I guess I'd rather you call me a faggot." So, so are words violence, or are they not violence? Because you clearly chose. They're not violence. (laughs) You clearly chose the the one where (laughs) I don't hit you with my fist in the face. I just like sometimes being the. If if it's going to come down to that, and and and. The, the the righties really like to throw out threats sometimes. They like they really like to do that. I like being the kind of person that they can't threaten. Like, you can't threaten me. Yeah, they do. I would beat I the would... shit out of you. You know, it's like like the guy who tried to threaten you and you send him a Google map fucking yeah. picture. Like, here's where I am and I'll be waiting on you. I've done that multiple <laughs> times with multiple people for multiple different reasons. Yeah. I mean you can meet me here or I'll I'll give you my address. I'll give you directions to my house. I'll leave the door unlocked. You can come in and get this work. <laughs> come in and get this smoke. Either we're fighting or we're fucking. I don't care. Sometimes it's almost the same. 
<laughs> Ask your mother. It's the closest you can get to a man without fucking. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know what's happened to me. Like, I used to be well, very. Your body's going through a change. <laughs> no, it's I used going to be, through the change. I used to be very adversarial on Facebook, and I'm just really not at it. You shouldn't be. Like, I'm it's just silly. It's a silly game. Well, like, the other day, I like I got into an <laughs> argument, and so, and somebody who I won't name kept on trying to scream and and put it, and I was just saying neat. Yeah, so neat. <laughs> like every time, I was like, "You done? Your point's made. Bye bye." It know. was a shitty point. By yeah. the way. <laughs> it's a really shitty point. It made no sense. What's well, calling the- me a racist? I was like, "No, I'm not." When did I ever do that? <laughs> it's the, it's just the shouting match thing. It's annoying, and and the all the ad hominem stuff. It's like people yeah. are more concerned with winning than being correct. Yes, or or just it's just there's so much emotion wrapped up up in it that you can't have a cordial. A meaningful, cordial discussion where you actually try to work towards understanding each other's perspe- perspective, even if you definitely disagree. It's just about, well, you're a piece of shit because you, mu- and then you just make a bunch of yeah. assumptions about them and straw man arguments and just assume that you, you t- typecast and put them into a box. Well, say like, a bunch of shitty things mm-hmm. about the, the the box that you've put them in, and then what's well, like Bill Burr says when you're arguing with a woman. Oh god! When she's brewing that fucking hail mary statement <laughs> to fucking getting all your insecurities in yeah. there, he's just like, just know when she does that, you've won the argument. Yeah, <laughs> go lay down on the couch, jerk off. It's the champagne of victory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Uh, sometimes I do like baiting people into getting mad, and that's kind of that can be kind of. I haven't done that in quite a while. No, you haven't. But uh, I'm sad. I don't really take those positions anymore that I used to bait people with. Because I did, I did, I was uh, on board with Bernie there for a while. I still like Bernie. I don't think he's a bad person. No. I, I'm just not, I don't know, I'm not into anybody, man. Well, that, I mean, it's just people have so many assumptions. Like, I got, I've been called a lefty so many times. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm really not. Well, you presented yourself for so long as a, as a big lefty. <sighs> and I did too. That's debatable. Isn't it? I'm not sure. That's pretty balanced, I thought. You could be. Yeah. You're you're about as balanced as a, uh, like Tolstoy or <laughs> who am I thinking of? Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of some Chomsky, some leftist <laughs> Noam Chomsky. Well, that, he is. Somewhat, he can be some done. I mean, his. I like the guy. He, he makes a lot fucking, of sense. He's fucking brilliant. He's yeah. He's intelligent, but it. I mean, if it's mostly word games. It's just mental gymnastics. Well, he is a linguist. Mental gymnastics is about... He's the merely retin of men- 25% mental of his- gymnasts. Really, is she still a relevant gymnast? No. <laughs> oh. No, she's always going to be relevant. She's Mary Lou. I wonder if she got finger-banged by the doctor in the 80s. I think they all did, dude. I'm not sure if... I think that's, I think that's really deeply, sure deeply that, entrenched in that sport. I'm not sure if that doctor was around then, but maybe. It's very possible. Yeah. Speaking of banging kids, like... <laughs> I want to go ahead and put out the uh, disclaimer that we are the world's foremost anti-pedophilia podcast. Foremost, <laughs> we're so we're so anti-pedophilia. You could say we're the five most. We're we're, we're in the vanguard. We're, we're in the books for it. You can look it up. <laughs> yeah, look it up. But uh, do your research. There was it came out uh, last week or late last week that there was three hundred priests in Pennsylvania molested. 1,000 children. The, the state of Pennsylvania is suing the Catholic Church yeah. for covering this shit up. That, Neat. That all, of the, all, of the, the, all of the information that they have 
which is not all of the, the deeds that have happened, but all the information that they have a case on, they're suing the Catholic Church for. Yeah. Finally, somebody's suing them. It's fucking For covering up these fucking terrible. pedophiles. It's fucking terrible. Well, hell, Fayette County School did the same thing. Yeah. Really? Edgar Fredericks. He wasn't Ooh, the only we're, one. We're naming names. Yeah, I was. He was I don't a, remember this. He's in jail. <laughs> I mean, he's. he's I don't remember. No, he's this. not. He's, he's, he's still alive. I thought he was. I, I, I thought think he's dead. I thought he got murdered. Well, he was basically. A oh, we're anyway, getting the juice he? today, baby. Oh, you haven't heard this one? No. He was my principal. Spit me a yarn. Mine too, and had me behind closed doors at one point. Yeah, oh. he had us all behind closed doors at yeah. one point. K through seven. Oh boy. And what he would do is he would he would pick pick his favorite kids and have them like befriend their family and then have them over to like his hunting his like cabin type place bring him over there and like get him drunk and drug him up and do stuff to him here's the thing about him though he came from another state and the west virginia board of education apparently didn't conduct background checks on people who were you know well no he was banging at, kids he was at kimberly for a while and got in die and they were in this it he things that happened yeah that didn't come to light and they knew that it was happening so they just moved him to falls view just like the catholic church would do just move him somewhere else Keep telling me the story. So he had this little room, right? We are uh, anti-pedophilia. No, no, no. This is in the past, baby. Why can't you just let bygones be bygones? <laughs> stories are stories, man. And actually, they actually came to our uh, apartment in Morgantown. These they had private investigators, investigators trying to dig up more dirt. Did Magnum PI come to your? Two, yeah, two detective men came to our apartment and like. Said and like asked us questions, and then wanted to buy us lunch the next day because Fred was Frederick was seen at our house at one point in, in and Golly. So, and so, so yeah, so the so the rumors were being started that we were molested. Oh God! And they called my dad and said, "We think that your kids were molested. and We want to interview them." And he was terrified. And did they did. They, they did all this witch hunt shit to try to dredge up more information. And I was just fucking furious with them. I was like, "What?" It's like, no. Because that's, like, that's like, the thing too the, I wasn't molested my, I started it I was like, you, you call my fucking dad And tell him that, that we were molested To try to like stir up some shit On your little witch hunt here So you can It's like no Just you know That's just stupid And they couldn't understand Why I was offended Or why I was annoyed by it Because you're telling people That we Yeah you're implying there's also you're putting a rumor out there That we were molested Right and you know There's a stigma There's still you know, yeah. as, as bullshit as that is There's a fucking stigma And we were the kids in high school Who were faggots and everything Yeah else. So yeah of course I mean, it validates uh, the whole God, story yeah, Exactly I'm like you don't understand that You stupid pieces of shit I mean I, and Will was just like Fucking squirming the whole time he was You guys so, were what In your early 20s then probably Mid 20s yeah And he was just squirming the whole time Because he was uncomfortable With the situation And and they thought, and they thought that my anger was a sign that I had been molested. These fucking stupid fucking old men. The scariest part about it is, uh, Fredericks had taken me in an office by myself, and uh, was giving me a, a gifted test. Oh, and that and, you know, bend over. That scared the shit of me. This was in recent years when I thought about that. And, oh God! And thought about, wait a second. And he was creepy. Yeah, he had shaky what hands. If, what if I'm blocking something out and it started to fuck with me? And it's not so, you know, I mean, because A, um, <laughs> you took acid and got in a, uh, in a, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, that, I'm just saying it didn't happen. I mean, it, it would have been more obvious. It would have been, you know, and, uh, my dad and my grandfather were terrifying figures in the Valley. So, you know, he wouldn't have been that stupid. I mean, he, they prey on people who, they really have no 
you know support system support system or power. So he knew that if he did that, he would be he fucked up. So you're, you're going to attack a man who is an institution in the valley and a powerful attorney. No, I'm not doing that. That's just dumb. Well, I don't. You know, so. I don't know if there were any allegations of that happening at on the school property. I think it was. The one, the stories that I heard right. were that he took them elsewhere. And, well, the, yeah, well, and that would make sense too. But yeah. I'm saying that you know it, that really did mess with me. I'm like, wait a second, you know, so, somebody knew this shit and let me behind closed doors with this fucking guy, you know, mm-hmm. and so the school board knew about it. Yes. yes, and they moved him. They just moved him just like oh, a just Catholic. like a priest. Yeah, because he was yeah. at, he was at Kimber- Kimberly Elementary. And stuff started happening. Said, oh, "Okay, well, this he's got a bad rap Boy, here." You he'll, think he'll, they move, would have moved him up to the plateau or move him across the river? <laughs> Jesus Christ! You moved him literally as the crow flies a fucking mile. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. And then he stayed. He stayed there, uh, I guess, until he retired or whatever. Or no, no, until he was prosecuted, and, and until the kid he killed a kid. Well, Fallsview shut down. Yeah, my eighth grade year, and he was principal the whole time. Or maybe it was right around then that mm-hmm. that stuff started happening. I don't know the timeline. But, um, yeah, and that's just sort of a, a thing. And, and I bitch about my experience with public schools because it was fucking awful. Uh, Boy, that really adds to it, huh? Yeah, and and, yeah, I'm, and, and, and people try to, like, you know, whatever, shame me about it. I'm just like, look, you're not from here. You didn't go to school. You know, I actually went through this shit. What you're telling me is, is that I went through a system where they – Literally kept pedophiles at the highest level of, of authority over me. And most of my teachers were incompetent or just didn't care. Some of my teachers were downright abusive and they're actually principals now. Um, like serious did trauma to kids. Kind Name of names. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> no, and, I'm an investigator. And, and so, and so this is <laughs> like, is. so this is, this is my narrative, right? It's, it's a based on real life experience. This is what I went through as an individual. This is just my experience. And here's, here's why it sucks. And here's why I hate public schools. And, Pretty valid fucking reasons. Yeah. And, and, and you guys come really at, and you come at me and you're like, Oh, we need to, we need to pay those fuckers more. <laughs> are you talking about the teachers? Well, I, I acknowledge that there are good teachers, and then people like your mom, and mm-hmm. obviously, I, I knew I, 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 I wasn't, but, but you don't, <laughs> yeah. But but when some when something's performing that badly, you don't reward it with a raise, right? Well, I understand. And those are the people that are, and that wasn't that a set up for a hey, my mom's a teacher. I'm not. No, I mean, that, I, you, know. you know, I'm not afraid of that either. I mean, it's it is what it is. It's like I think your mom would be a better educator in, in another system. Absolutely. So it's not like I'm saying your mom shouldn't have a job with freedom. I'm just saying that maybe it shouldn't be done by these corrupt. I will pedo- say pedophiles. your mom shouldn't have a job. These status. You don't even know my she's mom. an older lady. <laughs> it's time to it's relax. Time to retire. <laughs> <laughs> Go on cruises. She's probably in her mid thirties, forties. So I have 60s. no idea. So I people, don't know the time. So people, you know, who have a vested interest in because the schools are in such rough shape and all that, and they want their kids to have a better place. You know, obviously, it's like. It's like I'm a bad guy because I, I don't, you know, I'm already funding it. It's just I already paid. Two, well, there's so much fucking waste. $2,000 in my property taxes are supposed to be going to that, and they're not. The, the money's not being spent wisely. So I'm not going to give somebody a raise for being wasteful and incompetent. I'm right. just not going to do it. Um, but that, that's 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 why, the, I mean, but that's the thing. That's why there should be a more, uh, you know, if, if you're going to if you're going to have a teacher and, you're, and they're going to be asking for a raise, it should not be done across the board. It should be done by performance. So the bad teachers are weeded out, and there are lots of them. Some of them who didn't teach you a fucking thing, yep. and they're just they're just coasting. Exactly. You're talking about gym teachers, baby. <laughs> 
Just, well, just <laughs> fucking coasting. I tell you, gym teachers probably. Um, there's there were some of my favorite teachers because they would teach you. Well, they taught you. I mean, they they're really things. good gym teachers. There are, yeah, there are some very good yeah, gym teachers who really took that as. You know, this is our responsibility that the kids do have to be physically fit and stuff. You know, like if you look back at the school system in the 60s when it, when it was great and well funded, you know, remember them 60s kids where it would show them that in the gym and shit and they were able to climb up with the things yeah, and climb the that. rope and all that shit? You know, that's part of the, the one of the linchpins of, you know, I've used that a couple of times this <laughs> evening and I'm very proud of it. Um, it's the word of the day. <laughs> um, Scream real loud. <laughs> um, but it's. Uh, you know, all those things are so important. And you have teachers. My mom would get up and be at school three hours before she had to be there to make lesson plans and, and print off stuff and, and, and go that extra mile. And she'd stay and she would work so hard at it and work her fingers to the bone. And then there were teachers who would barely even come in. You know, it was just... That'd be me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean I got a job that I can't fucking be fired from unless I fuck a kid? Yeah. Even if I do, they'll move me oh, somewhere else. Okay, you know, kids. Phoning this in. Sorry. Just You'd be like Kenny Powers. Just fill out this worksheet. It's the same one we did yesterday, and then we're going to the gym. Yeah. I had those teachers free, on Fridays. Free period. Have a- we're going to the gym. It's movie day. We're going to watch Romeo and Juliet from 1966. Had nudity in it. They let us watch it. It was fantastic. They let us watch all kinds of stuff. We watched, we watched R- Jurassic Park we and watched Shop R-rated class movies. Once. Awesome. <laughs> I can see how that works. Shop yeah. Jurassic Park. You're constructing something. Yeah. Constructing biology. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. But whatever. I enjoyed it. We watched Schindler's List in uh, Miss Snyder's class. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. She's <laughs> just sitting back there laughing, eating popcorn. <laughs> you know, this is a comedy if you watch it the right way. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, it was uh, She actually There was actually a form Picturing her doing that. We actually had to get an okay for Yeah because that's a hard R Yeah it's a hard it's R Fucking rough Especially the scenes with Almond Goff I mean yeah, guys He's a, one of the most awful human beings To ever walk the planet But um, You know I just The school system I rail against that But then I go to even an area, but it depends on the area. Like where my daughter goes to Ported Central, that school is a palace. They have a fucking gift shop. They have elevators. They have, you know, they have a giant bronze statue of the, of, of the Mustang in the, in the courtyard. They've got two football fields. They've got a practice football field. They've got an Olympic size swimming pool. They've got a lacrosse field. They've got, you know what I mean? And I asked them, how the hell do you get all this funding? And they said, well, every bond and every levy, we vote for it. Everyone across the board. And I was just like, you can't get people to do that. So they've got fucking bronze statues and Olympic swimming pools. But I'm saying. With all the upkeep that goes into that. Listen, it's not like you pay for the fucking pool. And it's like, okay, well, that, that, it's paid for. We got the pool now. No, it, it costs tens of thousands of dollars. I mean, I don't even know. Hundreds of thousands of dollars probably to keep an Olympic size swimming pool. But I'm saying, year I, after year. I understand your, your, your distaste for that. But I am saying the kids are given more of an opportunity up there because they actually have facilities at the expense of me. Sorry. And my people. I mean, that's, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm our sorry. Schools, our schools are like cancerous and toxic and shit. And, uh, Again, I said it's due to the area. I didn't say that. I'm not attacking anything you're saying. I'm just saying this goes into my talking point, which is like 
just because a school has all this fucking frivolous fucking flower beds and shit, uh, that that that, I, that, that doesn't that that doesn't uh, t- tug on my heartstrings in favor of public education because that shit's just wasteful. You're just being disrespectful with my tax dollars. What you're doing? I don't think so at the all. Fucking I think that it, I, I think I think that if you give, I think it's part of you know an intangible that if you give some uh, a kid a place where they want to go and are proud of it, then they might want to learn more. I I think that some of those things are you know if we can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to put gold on a fucking dome in one of the most Impoverished states of the fucking union. Surely to God, they can make a school that is that would a kid would be proud enough to go to. Uh, and and that's and they're not even an impoverished state. I, I'm saying that yes, I agree in theory that that taking tax dollars from from you and and from me and from other people and putting them into a shit system like we have sucks. But I'm saying that if everybody's on board on board for it and the vote goes through and they build these things good things for these kids. Then that's a good thing, in my opinion. I just think that my daughter, having seen and been told how bad the school system is here, is extremely appreciative of the school system she has up there. And they do graduate. You know, that area is uh, known for academics and athletics and all these other things. And the kids do very well. I mean, it's just known. And they and they come out educated and they come out proud and they except, have some, except for the ones that come out traumatized and their brains fried because they're in minimum security prison for sixty. So hours your a week your beef life. is with the, just the school system in general. You don't think that they should have to be compelled to go to a school? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. Again, you know, provisionally, I just think that. It, I, I, you know, I, I'm I'm all for liberty and all this stuff, but I don't think that it can just be, you know, the, no structure. I don't think that I just don't think society can work that way. There's, I think that th- that's that's not a that's a red herring. I mean, there there is it's going to be structure. It's just going to be structure based on voluntary. not based on not based on coercion and not based on violent violently forcing somebody to do something. I mean, there's a million different ways you could edu- you can educate kids today. Without doing that, I can th- I could sit I could fucking brainstorm all day and not run out of ideas of different ways you could do it that don't involve putting a gun to my head, taking my money, wasting most of it, paying pedophiles, uh, rewarding people for doing a bad job, and just maintaining this kind of like- again. That's all. That's also looking at one just just one side of the equation. That when you're also paying good teachers, you're also you know uh, providing facilities for a kid can, where a kid can learn where and, and a kid can develop but, and do all kinds of things. But there's nothing stopping us from having those having those services in a form like with through education co-ops and um, charter schools and Montessori schools, um, and that they can operate on a sliding scale. I mean, there, there's a million different ways you can educate somebody more efficiently. More cheaply and in a higher quality education by getting the state the fuck out of it. I tend to agree with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I but think the fact that it's compulsory and the fact that it's um, okay, I'll agree. I, I, I'll agree. It shouldn't be compulsory. I'm paying. I'm paying um, shit over the course of ten years. We're talking twenty thousand dollars. I will have paid in the public schools. I was abused by that system, and I don't have any fucking kids. And they're and they're going to take twenty thousand dollars from me over the next ten years. That's not fair to fund this system that's fucking broken to begin with. To fund these pedophiles and these fucking slimy fucking fat bureaucrat motherfuckers that just don't don't care, don't have any incentive to care because because their incompetence is literally subsidized by my money. 
Okay, point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you both I mean, make good points. To I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not. I mean, we're not going to change each other's minds on this. I mean, but, no, I, I agree but, with what I agree with that point. I'm just saying that I don't look at it. I mean, we we both obviously have a dog in the fight because it's you know, uh, I see, I go up there and I see what those kids get, and I think about our kids and what they don't get i mean well the kids around here the kid my kid is luckily you know well not so luckily for me up there but you know she has all the resources in the world at her command she can do whatever she wants and she uses them and she, you know because that's been stressed to her by her grandmother and by me that you are lucky you're not lucky because you're away from your family down here and we love you but you're lucky up there because the school system is fantastic and you don't have to deal with the bullshit down here and we tell her that every time she comes here right so you know it's and she knows that and appreciates it that's the difference too if kids are made aware of the facilities that they have and then don't care to use them you don't have to use them you know, I I think that should be, you know, that's where I agree with the, uh, somewhat the Republicans will go out and make your own luck and work hard and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with that side of it, but I don't know. I mean, to me, it, it's not even just about, uh, I mean, it extends to my, my college education too, because I went to WBU. I was a year late for the promise, a year early for the promise scholarship. So I didn't get a free ride. I I I had I wrote an eleven my freshman year of college. I wrote an eleven thousand dollar check to Marshall University from waiting tables and doing brush work and farm work mm. and shit just to pay for my freshman year in college. I paid them off in cash. Yeah, that's pretty. And I stopped. I said I'm not going back to that fucking kindergarten fucking <laughs> over, over glorified fucking high school because the education I, I had to take all these base level classes. These one you know there's 100 level courses. I can't get into anything else because the upperclassmen have get all the good classes, mm -hmm. and so I have to take all this 100 level shit with these fucking uh, professors that are the same. It's the same story as the public schools. There they can't get fired. They yeah. don't have to take it seriously. They get yeah, they they can just make you buy this textbook, make you read three pages out of it, and then you return it and have to sell it back at fifty percent what you paid for it, or, or less. You know, it's just it's just it was just grimy and and rotten in the all the same ways that the public school was rotten. And I was at the university level. I thought it was supposed to be different. And yeah, there was it was beautifully landscaped. There were flowers. <laughs> they mowed regularly. There were bronze statues and shit. There were these I can old, tell that just chapped your ass there were when these, I said that. The, 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 there were these old <laughs> buildings, <laughs> the, these old antiquated buildings that they're dumping money into. To they keep. had elevators. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking wasteful. Pretty fucking wasteful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could go on and, uh, you know, and that was just my freshman year. And then I went to WVU. It was more of the same. It's like, I'm being fucking. Hey, 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 they had the PRT. I'm being, I'm being, I used the PRT. I did use the PRT. PRT's fantastic. I used that. It always smells like hot bologna. I'm not complaining about the PRT, but, um. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> now, see, when, when the loot goes to pay for what I want, it's good. When it goes to pay for the things that I don't want, it's bad. Do you understand how it works? I, I get this. I get it. Okay. But no, I went to you know, went to WVU and it was the same fucking story. It's like, but I'm paying for it. I'm paying out the ass for it. I was lucky enough I was able to get a philosophy scholarship that covered my last two years, and my dad helped me out. Wow. So I and I and I finished with no debt, but I was a lucky one. I didn't get roped into taking these student loans and getting wrapped into you know uh, student loans in this country are over a trillion dollars. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're looking at a chunk of it. Uh, 
that's that's no joke. And the the way the the college system set up is that you got to take all these classes that do not pertain to the thing that I'm going to school for. No. Why did I need to take biology? Because I wanted to be a sports writer. I wanted to be a journalist. And I was like, why do I need to take this biology? They're like, well, we want you why, to be a well-rounded student. I was like, I'm paying you. I don't want to be a well-rounded well, student. Well, it's like this, okay? It's like I this. I aced my two journalism classes, and then I failed everything else. Like, you know what? Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Why can't I march into a, 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 a an accreditation center of some sort, and I can teach history. I can fucking teach. You probably it. could, and I can teach it from many different, uh, like, parts of history. Like, I could teach Roman and Greek history, no fucking problem. I wouldn't even need a textbook. Lots of gay sex. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Such <laughs> a pulls down a thing. This is a penis. <laughs> how, this how is how a dirty, Roman orgy. <laughs> how dirty was that bathwater? <laughs> They're all bathing See in that, that. Everybody has hepatitis. See, that is a horse. <laughs> Of course, of, of course. course. <laughs> <laughs> Going in little dad jokes yeah. in there. <laughs> um, no, but why can't I go into accreditation center? They give me a test. It's like, okay, I've done this. Now I've earned through my own effort and my own, you know, I, I've said it a hundred times. I wanted to learn something. I go, I get three books. I read those three books. If I don't think I know it, I get three more. You know, why am I not, you know, Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin doesn't have a sheepskin with his fucking names. He's not a. He's not. And he knows historian. a million times more than me. <laughs> he he had a four part series on World War One with each part being four fucking hours long, <laughs> and it's all enthralling. Yeah, and he read so many fucking books to get that. Yeah, I read a tenth of them, and that was a lot of fucking information. And uh, you know, I just I don't I don't get how. You know, I have to go to a, 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 you know, shell out the money to pay for, to say that I have the knowledge when I can just demonstrate that I have the knowledge. That ought to be a thing. That ought to be a thing that some politician says, if you've got, if you've gone out and you've pursued the knowledge and, and you've jumped through the hoops yourself, there should be a, some kind of test that you can take somewhere and be like, okay, you know enough about this that now you are able to teach it or able, you know what I mean? That, that you're certified in it. You'd think, yeah. That I mean, it just makes sense. But with the way it's set up, they got- do that with trades. Like if you go and take a trade test yeah. and you've learned on your own, then you're an electrician. You know, you can go to electrician school, but a lot of guys just learn it. You know, yeah, so, a lot of guys, their dad was an electrician. They yeah. grew up helping their dad. And so just take an electrician test. Yeah, you're a journeyman. Now you're, now you're a fucking fun. electrician. Well, I could probably pass the plumbing exam right now. I've seen some of your work, and it is astounding. The, the setup you have for your... Uh, oh, the rainwater yeah, system? Really yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I just, I just went to Lowe's and got some pipe and... You know what you need beside that, though? wrote some stuff down and said, I need this, and I need that. Did some reading. You know what you need sitting beside that, though? Bronze statue of you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, I suppose I having, would... <laughs> having that, that raw metal asset would be a good store of wealth. There we go. Because it benefits John. <laughs> you know, investing in bronze is probably a good idea, actually. I don't care what shape it's in. It could be in the shape of a turd for all I care. <laughs> but yeah, you can, uh, with any, any job, like if you're, if you've, uh, worked welding and, uh, you go to a new place and they're like, well, you're not a certified welder and like, well, come here let me show you what I can do. And you, and you fucking 
strike the arc and, yeah, and you can do the you run a beat job. Like, yeah. We'll check it out. I'm like, off the job. I'm already better than the guys you're graduating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is. I, I mean, got to be decent with a cutting torch. I mean, I would, oh, it's fun. I yeah. love cutting torch. I, I cut up a fucking real car. Oh, yeah. That was fun. It's so satisfying, too. Yeah, it is. It's really Except satisfying. when you forget and you're trying to break a, a break a break on yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. chain break and yeah. you use a fucking torch and you, and then you just grab it. Yep. Which I did. <laughs> ah! Red hot. <laughs> I used to, whenever I first started in the actual <laughs> shop uh, at the old job. I would weld something and, for, and forget that I welded it and come back five minutes later, and it's still hot as blazing fun. hot. It yeah. is still so hot. <laughs> yeah. I grabbed, ah, oh, Jesus, and I have, I, and I would cut myself all the time because I hadn't quite learned how to use a razor knife the proper way yet. Yeah, and the uh, the guys in the shop be like, "Well, we can't really teach you. You're just going to have to cut yourself a lot. Then you'll learn eventually." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you know, you're probably right about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's how I learned agriculture. I read a lot. I went and worked on a bunch of different farms, YouTube videos, reading, and I just started fucking doing it. I just wish I was more hands-on as opposed to book learning. I just... Eh. I mean, that's how I learned how to do this podcast. Just hands-on. Mm. I, I mean, I did read a lot. Read. Do what the thing says. Yeah, I didn't quite do it. I don't learn, I don't, I don't learn do how it. to do things with my hands that way. I have to do them. Yeah. So... That's what took. Actually, me so I got long. to be at one point. I probably could have been a pretty decent bricklayer. I learned how to do that, but I don't remember how to do it now. So I was like riding a bike. Yeah, it'd probably take you ten minutes to. I mean, I laid a, I laid a uh, a footer out for the for a door, all kinds of stuff, and it's it was fucking solid. It wasn't going anywhere. Level. Yeah. Nice. And I leveled it not with a level. I leveled it with the mud. Well, with the trowel. Yeah. Oh God, I'm getting hard right now. Just about it. <laughs> I was pretty fucking good at it. I was like, "Yes," I was like, "All right, there it goes." And you know, at the end, I'd always, you know, like it run my trail over the bricks. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time for favorite things. Raindrops on We're roses and whiskers. Over on an hour into this, we haven't like got to this yet. Everybody's favorite part. Everybody's favorite part. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Favorite things, episode 172. What do you got, motherfucker? Um, insecurity. Love it, yes. I love being insecure. No, <laughs> there's a reason for that, because I was thinking about it. Insecurity breeds what me and John were talking about, those personal growth spurts. Mm-hmm. Like, lately I've been feeling insecure about... As you should. Well, just in general. <laughs> So I said, well, here's what I'm going to do. Um, today, I did some bodybuilding, and I ate only protein, and I, you know, bodybuilding did so abs. and So you did, like, um, high rep, low weight? Yes. Nice. And, well, low-ish. I mean, I, I, did, well, I did more, instead of a movement, I did more of a muscle thing. Like, I did shoulders and arms, and then I did abs and forearms. Like, I split them up. Like, shoulders and arms, I did one time, and that is a fucking thrasher. Like, it is, because it, it's, your shoulders are, to get, I mean, once they get tired, you're fucking tired. I mean, because your shoulders are such a large muscle group, you know. So, there's that. And uh, I felt much better about myself. And I watched something new. I watched a, a whole documentary episode about the Celts and learned a lot of stuff. And, you know, I feel better. I still don't feel good, but I feel better. And uh, 
it really helps. Like that has been always a strength of mine is that when I feel like I've have been beaten down or something, I don't ever let it really beat me. I let it beat me for a little bit. And then I'm just like, well, I'm not going to sit still for this. And then I, at some point you got to start throwing punches back. Well, I just, I decide that it's never going to happen to me again. So I get focused and do shit, you know, and it's pretty systematic. Reminds me of that Nickelback song. Never again. It, should never anything I ever do should never remind you of a fucking Nickelback song. It reminds me of that five finger death song. <laughs> God, it's worse. Black. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, great song. Reminds me of that Stroke It song. I'd be stroking. Um, also, uh, Hoosiers. I watched Hoosiers again. And uh, explain to John what Hoosier, what a Hoosier is. A Hoosier is a native of Indiana, I guess. Uh, I don't really know what it is. I don't either. Is it a person that's from Indiana? I guess that's I, it's. I don't know. <laughs> you can't call them Indianans. No, my phone's dead. It's not. An um, Indi- it's not a Native American tribe. Tribe. I don't think so. There's something like that. No, but it's uh, you a quick goons. We were talking. I don't know. You haven't seen that, have you? I think maybe I saw bits of it as a kid, but it's, it's one of those movies that your dad would make you watch when you were a kid. And, you, and then you were glad he did once yeah. you once you. My got dad out. made me watch it. I liked it. Yeah, it's uh, Gene Hackman plays this uh, college. He's a disgraced college coach because he was very successful and a great coach, but he got into a uh, argument with a kid and punched him. And so yeah, he so yeah he joined the Navy and he was drummed out of you know drummed out of college basketball and even high school basketball. But it's the 50s. It's like 1951. So mm-hmm. nobody's checking shit. Right. So he just, his buddy tells him to come out and coach at this tiny school called Hickory, Indiana. And he takes a team where he barely had enough players. And he goes and they play the, it's the smallest school in the state playing the biggest school in the state. And that actually happened. Like, it's based on a true story. And right. it'd be like Golly Bridge uh, playing playing capital, playing capital, or playing even or, or Parkersburg, or you Play, know playing Morgan Martinsburg, playing WB, playing Martinsburg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but the most beautiful thing about it is there's a there's a part, and I wish I had my phone uh, still charged. They're in the final game, and at first they're getting shellacked, like you know it's these tall black kids, and they're you know, and they're fast and they're just a better team, you know, yeah. just on paper and in reality, they're better. But the, uh, the Huskers have a kid named Jimmy Chipwood and Jimmy Chipwood doesn't miss He's like dead shot. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. That scene with Gene Hackman where he just keeps sinking it. <laughs> you know, they, I, I read, a, I saw an interview about that and the guy who played Jimmy Chipwood, he said, that wasn't planned. He just, I just kept making it and making it and making it. And he said, he's at the end, he missed the last one. Like when Gene Hackman had walked away and the scene was over, that's when he missed. He finally missed. <laughs> it doesn't share that in the movie. It though. does. It okay. does. But um, and there's a scene where it's just instrumental, and Jerry Goldsmith did the music, so of course it's fucking brilliant. It's 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 got a lot of violin. It's it's very cinematic, and there, it's just in slow motion. They're blocking each other out and passing, and you know it's just a love letter to basketball. Right. And I've never been a basketball fan. But I loved basketball in that moment, especially Indiana basketball. You know, it reminds me of a, of, of a quality film from the 90s that really inspired me a lot called White Men Can't Jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, it, yeah. was, it, was it like that? I mean, it's right there. 
kind of got the should, mon- be, a, should be a double montage feature. back <laughs> basketball playing where they're montage like, where they're like um, you know it's all in slow mo <laughs> and they're like sticking their tongues out and sweats and you can tell that Wesley Snipes can't play basketball worth a fuck. Have you really taken a, a a look at a close look at Wesley Snipes playing basketball in that? He's fucking terrible. He's terrible. Woody Harrelson is actually decent. I mean, he can dribble ball. You know how you can tell a guy can play how he dribbles. If he's got yeah. that rocking back and forth and he can dribble, he's a good ball player. Um, Wesley Snipes sucked. He's no good. Um, but my favorite scene in the whole thing is Jimmy's just been lighting it up, you know, just sinking shots all night. And then Gene Hackman brings him over and it's last part of the game. They're like two points. And he says, okay, Merle, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fake it to Jimmy because they think he's going to take the last shot. You're going to take the last shot. And they all look at each other and they stand up. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what's wrong with you guys? What's right? And they won't talk. And then finally Jimmy's just looking at him. He said, I'll make it. <laughs> and then he, and, and that would seem like a corny moment. And if, if it had been handled any differently, it would have been corny. There's nothing corny about the whole movie. It's one of the, those movies that on paper should be corny and none of it is corny. Because you have characters with depth, you have moral ambiguity, you have with Gene Hackman being the tough coach who was really volatile, you know, but just because he wanted to win so much, but also because he loved the kids and wanted them to win. But he was also very uh, strict disciplinarian. Then you had Dennis Hopper as this great basketball, high, yeah, high school basketball coach, that, basketball player that was really good at one point. His name was Shooter for a reason. He was really good. And then he just couldn't get out of that life. Like he he started drinking because he just couldn't accept the fact that he can't play basketball anymore. And then he's nobody now. You know what I mean? He didn't. He's one of those guys that we all know that just couldn't accept that they're not the high school athlete anymore. You know, and Barbara Hershey playing the the teacher who. At first, didn't like Gene Hackman, but then they form a romance because there's a, like a mutual respect and stuff there. It's just a great fucking movie. Hmm. And um, I, one thing I like best about it is that in current movies, especially when they depict a period, they go overboard. Like the, the, yeah. the costumes are a little bit too much and stuff like that. This is the 50s. And it's. I would think how the 50s probably really looked. You know what I mean? It's the kids look essentially like they do now and dress a little bit differently, you know. A lot of buzz cuts, flat tops. Yeah, and the you know, the the, the town had nice car, you know, nice cars and all, and, and that's another thing too. There cars in the 50s were works of art. Well, fucking steel. It's a, it's just a fucking <laughs> And they also did weigh 450,000. I know. It's like a lump of <laughs> like I love that on Back to the Future. He's just like uh uh, they're talking about uh, well, how are we going to stop Biff? He's in that he's in that car. Should I land a DeLorean on him? He's like he's in a fifty, he's in a fifty one. I mean a fifty three Chevy. He'll tear through this thing like tinfoil. <laughs> talking about the fucking DeLorean. <laughs> that the John DeLorean was like, hey, it's like hey, I made a deal with a co- I made a deal with a Coke dealer for that car. Um, <laughs> you know about that? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um. But not everybody does. I mean, that's. I mean, I've heard about it. Yeah. I don't know a lot about. They it. got tapes where he's making deals with drug dealers to yeah. to fund DeLorean, which those were piece of shit cars too. They look cool though, but they're not working. I guess like the cars from the fifties were like man, a they, lot of graceful lines, a lot of yeah. Well, the fucking dudes that designed them were basically just designing the women they want to fuck essentially. Yeah, fifties women were like curves all over the place. Oh God, forties and fifties women are the best women. Um, I don't know about that, dude. 
I would say that's one of the best eras for how women looked. I mean, they, they do clean a lot of those styles now, and a woman who dresses like a 40s woman now is hot as fuck. I guess I would agree with you there. Yeah. Um, they were allowed to be a little bit chunky back then. Why wouldn't you say I'd just say normal. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, it's just. They're allowed to look like that, people. That impossible standard of beauty that they hold them up to. It's just bullshit. Well, they were all. they Pretty much everybody was skinny back then. Because they so, didn't have so all the. So the curvy woman was the exception. That's true too. That does set they, that does set the tone. What's what's different from the from regular? Because they weren't all hopped up on high fructose corn syrup and Wheaties and fucking you know all this food that's making everybody Wheaties. You're well, supposed like, to eat that uh, before you have a big athletic event. I'm, yeah, I'm just that's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's <laughs> or chocolate donuts, donuts like uh, John Belushi. <laughs> you know, that was back when they were eating real food. Yeah, and so everyone was a bit more a bit leaner. But also, I would say they also ate far more calories, and they were yeah, because they were actually working. Yes, I, I would say they were probably more muscular back then as well. I mean, I would say naturally, not not gym, not this not gym fucking, muscular. Yeah, not this yeah, you're, bro muscular. You're, fucking, you're, your your workout was your actual work, right? They were yeah. They were. Have you ever tried to push a, a vacuum cleaner from the fifties? Yeah. Those things are built as sturdy as the cars. How about a, how about a lawnmower? Yeah. <laughs> it's just blades. There's no I have a push lawnmower thing. Yeah. I used to cut. And it's a bit of a motherfucker. I'm, <laughs> I'm honest. I used, to, I used to cut a. Um, a bit of a motherfucker. I used to cut a. Uh, it was probably probably about a half acre altogether. And I, I would do it in two shows. So several times I cut it with one of those rotary. You ever use a sigh? Yeah, I saw. I, I I've saw actually it. never done that. It's it's Oddly, uh, it can be pretty I love fun. Doing that shit. It's it's it can be fun, but it can also be a motherfucker. I went down one. I went out one day, and everybody looked at me weird in my family. Well, you were wearing a banana suit, and I said, it "Did say peanut butter jelly time?" <laughs> no, I, I bought an axe, and I and I just slung it over my shoulder, <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> "You look like a goddamn maniac." <laughs> <laughs> you fucking psycho! Where are you going? Um, <laughs> I can't. Just you lumbering around with a fucking axe. Of course they're gonna look at you weird. No, but I, I just walked out and they said, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going down to shop down a tree." They said, "Why?" I said, "Why not?" Seemed like fun. And I just went out to slate them one time and chopped down like five trees. <laughs> it's a good workout. I loved it. I, I went one day and took a sledgehammer and just broke up a big fucking rock into little rocks. Did you wear safety goggles? No. You should wear safety goggles. I know. Definitely. <laughs> I almost lost an eye working working at uh, TrackSpec doing that. I did a, a one, one-arm one drive on a spike, and it had a rock underneath it, and it broke, and it flew up, and it almost uh, took my eye out. I've seen multiple people get shit in their eyes. They'll use a hammer as a, uh, um, what do you call it, as a... Uh, there's like a base mm-hmm. to put on something, and then they'll take another hammer yeah. and hit the hammer. You you shouldn't do that. No. <laughs> because the, the first hammer is going to shatter yeah. at some point mm-hmm. because they're both hardened. Right. And they can only take so much p- pressure from another hardened thing. And like I'd not only put on goggles, I'd put on a fucking full face shield because that shit will go right into your fucking cheek. Mm-hmm. Into your throat box. Yeah. That's right. I wear the – I'm doing all my – Anything dangerous? I've got the steel hard hat that's got the face shield on it with the with the ear with the ear protection built into it. You put that puppy on there. You got a head protection. We had a guy at the shop. That, uh, anytime he was grinding, he would put on a full apron, the gloves all the way up to his elbows, goggles, and a face shield, and it looked like Darth Vader because everything was black. He was grinding. Cool. <laughs> I used to uh, 
grinders are fucking terrifying. What about hoagies? Navy beans. Navy beans. <laughs> Meatloaf sandwich. Sloppy <laughs> Joe. So anyway, five years ago, a young man was sitting around probably in Germany. And I'm guessing he probably got a call from his agent. And the uh, the phone call was probably something along the lines of, you know what the world needs from you, sir? And he was like, I don't know what. We need you to do an album of 80s tunes. And he was like, does the world need that? And he was like, yes, and indeed we did. We did need Lou Bega to do a full album <laughs> of 80s tunes. Is he from Germany? Yeah, he's from Germany, but it's like, I I don't know if you've listened to the Farm Employment Files from last week. We did. I saw the... 10 videos you put up of fucking We did a full deep dive into Lou Bega Post Mama number 5 That's and not bad I'm not saying it's bad I'm saying it's amazing in your eyes all the way. I just want your reaction To Lou Bega doing 80's classics I like that It's fantastic I just didn't for some reason, we mentioned Lou Bega, so I just had to get into a full deep dive. I, I like it. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's it's probably my favorite thing of all time right now. That I'm the only person clicking on these videos and watching Lou Bega. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is doing this. This That's what you get with PFR, baby. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, favorite things in music, Foster the People have put out a new... Single. Another new one Called uh, Sit Next to Me Punch that motherfucker up And tell if that didn't get you fucking going Wasn't quite done with Lou Bega yet I'm just saying I'm sorry Are you kidding me? Uh. Go ahead and move to it if you need to It helps me Get them shoulders working I'm saying all the things that Come on now That's good I like that. That's <laughs> good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. You motherfucker. <laughs> you Joe motherfucker, you. <laughs> Smile, you pricks, you. <laughs> what do you say, Foster the People? Uh, sit next to me. I think they just released the new album not long ago, and it had been. They had released a few singles before, and then all the songs were good. But this song is. It had it caught me from it's one of those I was lifting weights and I was just like god damn it's a good song and I kept playing it they're just they're so good I like the beginning so far yeah real buildy and then it Good. Wait till the the chorus is when it really. Usually, usually the way it is with choruses, but I'm saying it's where it really catches you. I mean, it's. Here comes the chorus. I guess. Great seventies. I like the claps. Yeah. 
really good. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that group. They um had that one song, uh, Pumped Up Kicks. Yeah, about school shootings. It's a good song. Uh, I don't think that was the best song on the album, though. I think the best song on that album was probably uh, Houdini. Houdini? Is it about Houdini? No, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, the video was really cool because they were like it showed them at the beginning and they were they were a group and they were dancing and then the fucking stage collapsed so it showed the fucking record industry people freaking out and like scrambling around and at first they had like their dead bodies and they got people behind them to dance with them so they keep making money oh they did the old uh, the old uh, the old weekend at Bernie's yeah and then they uh Made them into robots, and so they could just keep, you know, cranking out the music and making money. Yeah, I, I like them. You know who they remind me of, and it's weird because they don't sound anything alike. Oh, let me let me guess. Okay, um, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. <laughs> no, I was going to say. Give me sixteen more guesses. Um, <laughs> Fourteen. Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. <laughs> No, the Captain and Tennille. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they remind me of the Beastie Boys. Not because they sound anything alike, but because there's a lot of just... Uh, they take chances and they... And a lot of their stuff sounds a lot of different. Every song sounds different. And they're not afraid to experiment. They're not, uh, not afraid to put new shit in there. They're not afraid... You know, that sounds nothing like Pumped Up Kicks. Nothing, you know. Well, it has some elements, but it doesn't. This is a completely different. Well, it's got of song. the groovy element where they kind of they take it for a walk, you know. And it's I don't know if that's a really a term in music, but that's how I feel. They do. I always like to say that about a, a nice thick bass line. Take okay, a, take that baby for a walk. Well, I feel that's what they're doing with that because they have a real groovy thing. It's a it just takes you through the whole thing. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's really really good. What do you think, John? You got the very end of it there. Sorry, I was peeing. He was masturbating feverishly. Yeah, quickie. I mean, I was already most of the way there. Oh, yeah. From the conversation we were having. <laughs> yeah, about 40s and 50s chicks, yeah. And uh, bronze statues. Yeah. I was about the basketball movie, actually. Mm. Anyway, favorite things for you, those. John? You got anything that you like this week? Yeah. Anything you hate? Because I know you like to hate things. I don't like to hate things at all. I'm, I'm a very... Loving and accepting person. Uh, Agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) You're entitled to your wrong opinion. (laughs) Uh, And I'm entitled to your money to build schools, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's fine. (laughs) Come and take it. What do you got for us, John? I got some old school Seagore Rose here. I was listening to this. this is off the album Talk. And I actually got to see them on this tour. We actually flew to, to the Minneapolis St. Paul to see them because that was the closest place that they were on the tour. We had like some free air miles or something. So we actually went just to see this concert. It was like in like a um like an old like classical kind of theater, like a small theater. I bet that was awesome. And they had these, um, like, white curtains, like, translucent curtains up. 
with lights shining from different angles so you'd see like a shadow of the keyboard uh, the p- pianist and he'd be like 10 feet tall and then you'd see like a t- the bass player would be tiny but he'd be right in the forefront and that's like really cool. the way they projected it and they could raise and lower this screen and so for like really intense parts they'd lower the screen and there'd be a, like a light show and you could see what they were doing but it was just their shadow mm-hmm. and all these weird I mean it was um it was a r- really a religious experience neat and I and I know you're not a big fan of going to the concerts live music at all so you must have really wanted to see the I wanted to see the whole thing yeah they didn't have an opener or it was just maybe they did I don't rem- but I don't remember them but it was it was just them they might have played for two hours or something and it was just perfect it was just amazing every second of it uh, but this this song's this is the one they open with. I mean, it's also the opener of the album. It's got this kind of soft build up, and then and then um, the last p- section of the song it gets really just loud and intense. Um, really, one of the one of the better songs this I've is, heard. This is like what this reminds me of is uh, like in an indie movie where the guy's finally going to go get the girl. And the buildup of him driving to her or running, yeah, or whatever. yeah. I was gonna say it gives me a real cinematic driving, like seeing the back of his head. Yeah, it would be like cold light coming through. Yeah, and his it's headlights like, coming through. Yeah, the the yeah, the buildup parts coming. It's this is just fucking beautiful. Who is this? Sigur Rose. They're Icelandic, right? They're from Iceland, and. Uh, most of their stuff, he, he just sings sounds. He doesn't really sing words. Sometimes he sings actual words in English or Icelandic. Mm. Usually it's just he's using his voice as an instrument. Mm-hmm. Just whatever sound comes out. If it sounds beautiful, he just goes with it. So I like that. doesn't yeah. write lyrics, so it's just, it sounds like it could be like Elv- Elvish people singing or... You Good can, call, you yeah. Can, you can make it whatever mm. you want it to be. It's a good build-up. I like a good build. Oh, and it just, it sounds like the speakers are breaking, like the way they mix it. It's just, and they do all their own audio and stuff. Man, this is fucking bad. We're really riding the toms. Yeah. Imagine, like, a guy playing a fucking guitar with a bow. <laughs> and just fucking... Oh yeah, I dig that. That's good shit. That's good shit. Right there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It makes me mad. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's so good. It's like yeah. I suck so bad because this is so great. It's like yeah. I was reading. Uh, I put I put up a quote from Hyperion, Fall of Hyperion today, and reading those books, I'm like. I'll never be able to write like that, no matter what I fucking do, you know. At the same time, I listen to this, and I'm like, maybe I should get out of bed today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something to live for. Yeah. I love a big build. I bet it stops abruptly, too, doesn't it? It stops. We'll hear. We'll, I mean, it, it stops appropriately. The song ends. <laughs> you know what the best building song ever is? Um, I'm Fixing a Hole by the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a building song? It's about fixing a hole where the rain gets in to stop his mind from wondering where it will go. Hmm. I was thinking Time by Hans Zimmer. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where it starts, doom. Yeah, that was a, that was a big song. I like that. The whole, the whole album, and then and then there'll be like soft, beautiful parts with like just bells. And, 
and then it'll go into another like i mean it's just that whole album is just ridiculous and i was like they on amazon music Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're huge. I need. I really need to huge. get into that. Um, talk is a good one. Uh, parenthesis is another good one, but it's kind of slow. Talk's probably my favorite. They're all good. They have some of the some of the early early stuff is like inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yes, yeah, so I've been getting back into them, and I actually found out they they had an album release that I didn't even hear. I guess they released one in twelve that I was listening to yesterday. It's it's nice. It's really it's really chill. You think it's as good as the little bit of eighties by? Uh, Lubega? Fuck no. Of course not. But I mean, it's still good. It can still be good. I mean, it's okay compared to that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when that's your, when that's your, uh, your measuring stick. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, how are you? You got any umbrage? Not really. Um, I kind of don't either. We need to figure out something to be pissed off about because there's a. Multitudes of people that love this segment. I think there's one in particular who said we need to do the Umbridge Taker every week. John Will Shatter. We do the Umbridge Taker every week, don't and, we? But originally it was just a. Oh, right. I think it was a one off there for me. Right. Yeah, because. You know what you and I missed? Because I was taking Umbridge to something. And you had that little piece you guys were doing there for a while where, uh, where it was set in a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> and you're like trying to, you're like trying to, you're trying to get Chuck to like pick a fight with somebody in a restaurant setting. And he talked me out of it every time. And he'd just be like, he'd be like, okay, sir, you want to stay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next time he goes off on a tangent about somebody, I'm gonna, we'll do that again. And that one time you played Tom Cruise as, <laughs> you've got you most, the two times you were here for it, or three times maybe. You were a waiter. <laughs> you, you played the waiter. And then one time you were Tom Cruise. <laughs> and it was a pretty good Tom Cruise impression. It's pretty impression. good Tom Cruise. I take umbers with your Tom Cruise, Cruise impressions. <laughs> pretty good. It just got to be real happy and smiling. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Katie Holmes. I don't anymore. Whatever. I love David Miscavige. Kids, man. It's just like <laughs> having kids is so great. I, just, <laughs> I love seeing that Going Clear documentary where that guy is just like, there's nobody more full of shit than a fucking Scientologist. <laughs> and he was a Scientologist. You got to get to level eight. It's the best. <laughs> um, I just love the big I, championship belt they put around his neck for that fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus, Ric Flair. I, I really don't have any umbrage. No. I mean, it's just the usual suspects. It's... You know, it's the co-opting our country and the how shitty things have gotten. And, you know, they're just... The fact that I can't get up any day and turn on the news and, you know, not see that fucking idiot or one of his cronies saying something. I wish somebody would just beat the dog shit out of Paris Denard. Like, I wish somebody would break into his house and just beat racist. his ass. Just racist. No, yeah, it has nothing to do with race. As a matter of fact, I wish a... Another black guy would do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you could choose a black guy to, to, to uh, beat the shit out of yeah. Harrison Ord, Terry fucking Cruz, are you kidding me? All right, let's let's try something out here. Mm-hmm. 
All right, hold on. We're getting there. Don't worry. All right, we're at a restaurant. <laughs> oh, God. I'm Terry Crews. <laughs> All right. And I need you to. Uh, I'm, Tom, I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and I need you. I'm to- Penelope Cruz. No, God. <laughs> <laughs> and That's we're three different spellings of Cruz. <laughs> and we're cruising the USA. <laughs> I need you to come, Penelope. I need you to come <laughs> in the accent. I need you to come and convince me to beat the shit out of Paris Denar. Terry Cruz. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. What do you need? <laughs> I give you taco flavored kisses. You beat up. Is that Jennifer Lopez? Is that Jennifer Lopez? Jennifer Lopez. What do you think about this, Tom? <laughs> I think it's great. So you, you guys, you, so you think I should beat the shit out of Paris Denard? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I don't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't condone violence, but. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I support. I just got a hamstring cramp. Terry Crews just got a hamstring cramp. <laughs> I support your decision. Those are large hamstrings. To express yourself. But just please be careful, uh, because you know you you could you could really hurt the guy, and we don't want people to get. Oh, hurt. I could really hurt him. First and foremost, let me ask: Who is Paris Denard? <laughs> I can't do this. I can't. Penelope. <laughs> who is Paris Denard? I don't know. Well, why would we beat the shit out of him then? This is a fucked up situation. <laughs> How the fuck am I supposed to play Penelope? Somebody call my mom. <laughs> Ernest the Cat Miller. That's right. It's Ernest the Cat Miller. You thought I was Terry Crews the whole time. That proves you're racist, Penelope. <laughs> what do you think about this, Tom? Well, racism is a real—it's a real problem in our country, and uh, I, I don't like it. Well, that's where you're wrong. I'm Scott Flash Norton. Oh my God, it's Scott Flash Norton. <laughs> I used to beat your ass every week. Well, I'm Vincent, also known as Virgil. <laughs> I was the Million Dollar Man's slave. <laughs> Oh my, God. oh my God, Ted, what's up, man? <laughs> I got the million dollar title. Well, let me tell you something about Ted DiBiase, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. What an audit he is. <laughs> oh, my God, to it's talk to Ted DiBiase. <laughs> he was a fine champion. I met him in Sassafras City, Mississippi. <laughs> I'm Maverick. <laughs> I'm Bernie Sanders. How are you doing? <laughs> You take the, the 1%, then you get the 2%, then you get the 4%, and it all adds up to 350%. And the, the top 1% has all the money, and the lower 347,000%, they have no money. They're eating their own poo. Here's a chart. I made. This is how much poo they're eating. <laughs> they're eating 99% of the poo. 1% of the people, 99% of the poo. Ah, the sketch. <laughs> all right, Ted Cruz is back. <laughs> I'm going to go work out. You want a steak? <laughs> hey, I'm Paris Denard. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good Paris Denard impression. Do you want a steak? <laughs> Fuck you, Paris Denard. Do you want a steak? No. A big steak. Sure. Do you still want somebody to beat the shit out of me? Yeah. Two steaks. Garlic mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, my God. He's raising the steaks. If I could get a big bowl of succotash. <laughs> and scene. God. Man, we're fucking talented. What improv. We are so good at this. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we've done enough damage. What do you think, John? Do you have any umbrage you want to take with anything? I'm sure that I could take umbrage. <laughs> 
sure I could find some. I mean, you took some pretty good umbrage with the public school system a little bit. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> did preemptively took umbrage. I, I tend to do that. That was some high-quality umbrage. Uh, yeah, I mean, what I what I done said about that. Um, no, I mean, um, I take umbrage with the with just fraud. How just like rampant fraud is. What about the seventies uh, TV show Mod? You take umbrage with that? No, I'm not. And then there's Mod. <laughs> Don't have anything against Mod. <laughs> and then there's Mod. You see? And then there's Mod. <laughs> you ever seen that? Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> like there's there's just so many examples of of fraud that people are just aren't you know they don't know because it's fraud. The whole point of fraud is you know you're misrepresenting something. You're a trickster, a huckster. Yeah, and so people don't know you're doing it unless that you actually get called out publicly. So like an example of it is like recycling in West Virginia. Like uh, you know, dudes go around and will go around and pick up aluminum for you because you can take that in. Okay, not very much right now, I don't think, but it's about you know it's a comp- commodity. You can melt it down and reuse it very easily. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense to recycle that, and there's a market for that particular raw material. Then you move on to things like um, plastic. It's like, well, if you have really good facilities, like a city that's planned a recycling program around this recycling facility that has all the cutting-edge technology you need to effectively sort and melt down plastic to reuse it nearby to the people that are consuming the plastic so you're not transporting it everywhere. You know, that makes sense. But uh, that there are no facilities like that in West Virginia. I don't think anyone's actually using plastic. So when you put your plastic into the recycling bin here, and it's like, oh, Fayetteville recycles or Charleston recycles. We want to make it look like we're recycling. It's a bunch of horseshit. Where's the fucking plastic going? Do you think it's possible that there's like an underground... There's no recycling center for plastic. Are Are they shipping it across uh, to like Ohio or some shit? Are they going to put all the plastic in the truck, something that has no raw value as raw material? So you're saying what we have here is a classic Seinfeld Great Michigan bottle scam. (laughs) <laughs> Newman and Kramer no. Only with plastic now No because you're not You're not going to be able to pay. This is an outrage Jerry <laughs> You're not going to be able to pay For the diesel fuel For that van thing That they it's have too much overhead like <laughs> Yeah you Yeah you're going to lose Every time That's my point Yeah um, It's almost like and We're so, sluggish So people take all this Time and energy Sorting their plastic And putting it in these things And then you take it to the dump And they're like Oh take it to the recycling Part of the dump Mm-hmm. And what they do is they just go through the shit and get the stuff they can actually make money on, and the rest of it goes, I assume, is going into the dump. Because where are they taking it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one example of fraud I came across this week that that kind of that I take umbrage with, where it's like you're pretending to do something, and you're getting the tax cuts for doing that. You're getting incentives as a dump or as a waste facility by, yeah, claim, that, that by, by, shitty. by claiming that you're recycling yeah. something, and right. it's really just going into your... Into your landfill, which fits Fayetteville's hippie image. Which, yeah, everybody really wants to recycle and really believes in it, but it's like, it doesn't work in rural areas the same way, you see? Right. Because it's not designed in. It's It doesn't fit into the design because there's not a facility that can pro- process that that's nearby enough for it to actually have a positive impact. Aluminum's another story. You can take, you can get cash for aluminum. There's an incentive for that. Right. And so just like little things like that, a lot of things, and like, or like going to Walmart or Kroger and they're like, the local section. Oh, it's like, oh, so it's like from Virginia. It's like Smithfield Farms. I think I saw, Virginia, I think I so saw local. a post about this. John, yeah, he took it and he was talking shit. Yeah. He cut, he cut a promo on it. 
He did. It was almost like the hard times. They didn't Carl and I would fire him shit. Fuck these motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the where the, the Kroger meat section yes, post? Yes. Well, it's just ridiculous because I see these motherfuckers like, and I just like, I know like that you've got the buy local thing stuck to your fucking <laughs> yeah. super. I guarantee fucking tea it. And you're going, you know, and buying up this, this fucking anemic fucking bland ass pork. Yeah. That's shit. That's, that's the same price as what I'm selling. And uh, you're buying them out because it's convenient because you got to pick up your 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 blue organic corn chips and your your guacamole dip, and it's in between those two things. So you're just going to get the meat there. I understand it's a convenience based culture, but it's like fucking Kroger, this massive like corporation that's actually doing really well business wise right now. Can really? You, yeah, yeah. Kroger Kroger stocks. I mean, the, the company's doing great. Um. And uh, but uh, and that's a local company. It's in Ohio. That's because it's it's because they're um they're with they're with the times like they're doing things like where you can order online mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They're like just a smart business. They're rolling with the punches. Yeah, they're they're doing a very good job. Um, but you're talking about this this fucking Kroger. It's a pretty good sized Kroger, and the meat section is like the size of like your refrigerator over here. The local the, meat. The lo- it's organic or natural or organic, whatever fucking bullshit term they use for things. And they do have like grass fed and they've got organic or hormone, hormone and antibiotic free pork, which basically just means feedlock pork that they didn't give hormones and antibiotics to. There's nothing good about it. Mm-hmm. And they're charging the same amount that I'm charging for something that's like way, way better. That's actually local. Uh, it's just, it just kind of boggles my mind that it doesn't boggle my mind. It makes perfect sense because, oh yeah, it's just easier. It's easier, yeah. But but the thing is, is that like that shows me they're buying them out. Kroger not even staying stocked up well enough. You know, it's just it's just like I'm better stocked up than Kroger, and I'm a one man operation. Mm. It's a one man army. I'm a one man, yeah, one man business, sole proprietorship, part man, and I'm doing a better job with my meat section than goddamn. Big ass, big bag Kroger. Part machine. It's like, He's wow. He's a cyborg. All cop. <laughs> 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 All right, that's it. I'm going to go take a shower, take a shit. Well, I'm going to shit before I shower. Shit in the shower. Waffle stomper. I'm not going to do that. Save time. Efficiency. I, I, I have had to do that before where, like, you know, the bubble guts hit you and all of a sudden you have a choice to make. And that choice is usually just let it rip in the shower. Oh, it's going to be water done, anyway. <laughs> it's going to be water anyway. It's going to go right down. Anyway, thanks for listening. Episode 172. Buy John's Pork. You can get a hold of him on Facebook or cardinalislandfarms.com, right? Yeah, yeah, Facebook. Or or just like your local pig symbol. Yeah. We'll throw it right up on the cloud. Swim right in. If you see Chuck, give him a hand job. Jerk on that thing like you're trying to pull start a lawnmower. Jerk it hard. Oh, thank you. Jerk it deep. <laughs> and if you see me, uh, maybe show me your butthole. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye, and have a pleasant tomorrow. Chain, chain, chain. Chain, chain, chain. Chain, chain, chain. Chain, chain, chain.